Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. Go to uh, Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Glory to God. And we'll look at benefit number 8 of praying in your heavenly language. Benefit number 8 is this. It is uh, powerful, guys. Benefit number 8 is is boldness. Boldness comes out of you praying in the Holy Spirit. You receive boldness. Guys, remember when uh, Jesus, after the crucifixion and then, uh, you know, the uh, resurrection, Resurrection Sunday, and and, uh, Jesus appeared to the disciples and and he told them, uh, stay in Jerusalem until you receive power from on high, until you receive the Holy Spirit. Uh, And guys, if you remember, the disciples were were hiding themselves for fear of uh, persecution. And so they were fearful. And what I want you to see here is that there was a profound change that happened. There was a profound change uh, that happened. uh, Acts chapter 3. I believe that's what I said. I I just noticed I I turned to Acts chapter 8. So I think I said Acts chapter 3. It's Acts chapter 3. There's a profound change that happened in the disciples where all of a sudden they were operating in a level of boldness that they did not have. Uh, before, and uh, that came as a result of them being filled with the Holy Spirit. Look at this here. Acts chapter 3, starting in verse 1, says this. He says in verse 1, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, verse 2, and a certain lame man from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, uh, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Verse 3, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alm. And now watch this, guys. Look at this here in verse 4. Remember, these are the guys that were just hiding a couple of days earlier for fear of the Jews, uh, for fear of, of, of being persecuted. They were hiding. And look at what, what happens here in verse 4. And Peter, watch this now, guys. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. Verse 5, and he gave heat unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Now that's crucial. He was expecting to receive something of them. He was expecting to receive. That's key. That's that's faith, really, is what it is, uh, ultimately. Uh, now he wasn't expecting what, what was about to happen, but but he was, he was in a position where he was available to receive. Uh, verse 6, then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And verse 7, And he took him by the right hand, and he lift him up. 
Glory to God. And immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. Verse 8. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. A glory to God. And there was a profound miracle uh, that took place where this man who had been lame from his mother's womb, glory to God, he suddenly got up and he walked. And guys, I want you to notice Peter didn't stop and feel sorry for the man. Now, I'm not saying don't feel sorry, or I'm not saying don't have, a, have compassion, but sometimes that's all we do. We see someone suffering, and, and all we do is, is we just feel sorry for them, and, and, and that's it. Uh, sometimes what people do is, you know, they turn to God and say, oh God, could you please do something for this man? Well, guys, I want you to see that is not what Peter did. That's not what he did. Peter did not pray for this man. Peter did not stop and just feel bad for this man. No, what did he do? Glory to God. He operated boldly, guys, in his authority as a believer. He spoke to the man, commanded him to get up, and a, and a, and a supernatural uh, intervention, glory to God, took place. <laughs> a, a, a miracle uh, took place as a result. Look at this again. Verse 6, Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. And by the way, guys, this does not mean that they were broke. Uh, just as an aside, uh, people sometimes think, well, the disciples were poor. Uh, well, no, guys. You see, uh, he said, silver and gold have I none. Uh, he just said, I have none to give you right now. <laughs> he said, I, I, I'm not here to give you money. No, I got something better for you uh, in Jesus' name. Rise up and walk, you see. And so that's what he was saying. And so he says, But such as I have, give I thee, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And this powerful miracle uh, took, took place. And he, in verse 7, again, and he took him by the right hand, and he lifted him up, and, and immediately, immediately, his feet and his ankle bones received strength. And so I want you to really catch what happened here. And I want you to understand, guys, this has not passed away, is he? Uh, that's one of the great deceptions. Well, Alex, miracles have passed away. Tongues has passed away. Healing has passed away. No, the Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as I said earlier, the Bible says tongues shall cease, but tongues shall cease when that which is perfect has come. That which is perfect has not come yet. And so what I'm saying is, the same thing is to take place uh, today. Glory to God. I want you to know, as I said Sunday, that the church is to be operating in the realm of uh, the miraculous. You see, God wants to do some powerful things through every single one of you, not just through uh, the preacher. No, not just through uh, uh, the people uh, who, are, who are in the pulpits. No, uh, God wants to do some powerful things. Glory to God uh, through every single uh, member of uh, the church. And, and I'm here to tell you that the way that is going to happen is by you receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you are receiving the gift of tongues. And as a result, I want you to understand that there is a boldness that is going to come over you. You see, before you may have been afraid uh, uh, to, to even go witness to somebody. Well, now the Holy Spirit is, is upon you and the Holy Spirit is going to give you the boldness and the confidence, guys, that you need in order to do what God is, is telling you uh, to do. Glory to God. That's awesome. And verse 8, And he, leaping up and stood and walked 
and entered with them into the temple. And I want you to see he was he was walking, guys. He was leaping, glory to God. <laughs> A guy who had been lame from his mother's womb, leaping. And watch this. And he was praising God. He was praising God. Glory to God. Look at uh, look at uh, Acts fourteen. Um, excuse me, Acts chapter four. <laughs> Uh, verse verse 14. I think it's verse 14. Let me see. Um, Acts 4, verse 14. No, actually, let me see. Uh, sir, where is that scripture that I'm, uh, that I'm looking uh, for? Um, let me see. I want to see. Uh, I may not have it. Uh, l- l- look at. Uh, there's a scripture. Glory to God. Uh, let me see. I think I have it in here. I want to see where it is. I just want you to see this. Uh, I want you to see this thing about boldness uh, here. Uh, look at Acts uh, chapter 4. Uh, let me find it here. Um, Acts chapter 4, 13. There it is. Glory to God. Uh, isn't that funny? Sometimes you're trying to find a scripture. It's just like right there. You're just like a verse or two off. But it's it's verse 13. I want to I want to read this to you, uh, and I want to uh, read it to you. Let me see in the King James. Let me read it in the King uh, James. Oh, you know what happened, guys? Praise God. I mean, I was looking at at uh, chapter five, Acts five. That's why I couldn't see it. <laughs> uh, glory to God. I love it. You know, sometimes these things happen, and I think. They happen just to remind you guys that I am not perfect. <laughs> Is a, uh, I'm just like you guys, and so I never want you to think that I'm perfect. Uh, and so I'm grateful that these things sometimes happen. No, I was looking at the wrong page. Glory to God. <laughs> uh, it's Acts chapter 4, verse 13. I just want you to see this real quick here, and I'll, I'll speed it up so we can get these last two benefits in. Uh, Acts 4.13 says, now when they, this is in reference to what we just read, uh, Acts 4.13 says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, you see there it is, boldness. Now watch this, it said, and, and they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, and they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And so they saw boldness in these guys that made them marvel where they knew that boldness didn't come by natural means. That boldness came, came by supernatural means. It came because they had spent time with Jesus. They had fellowship with him through the Holy Spirit, through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, through praying in other tongues. Boldness came upon them, guys, and a powerful miracle took place. Glory to God. And so the eighth benefit of praying in our heavenly language is boldness. Uh, benefit number nine. Look at Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and then Romans 5, 5. Acts 1, 8, and then Romans 5, 5. Uh, benefit number nine is this. We receive supernatural ability. Supernatural ability. And that is really the ability for you to do whatever God is calling you to do. You see, I've shared with you before that in this new covenant of grace, God never calls us to do anything without supplying us with the ability to do it. Glory to God. And so supernatural ability is, is, is benefit number nine. Look at verse uh, Acts, Acts 1, verse 8. 
This is Jesus speaking. He says, but ye shall receive power. Now that word power means ability. Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto, unto the uttermost part of the earth. Now, that word power is, is uh, the word dunamis. It means might or ability. Now, look at Romans 5, 5. I want you to see that this, this supernatural ability, guys, is really ultimately the ability to love supernaturally. Now, yes, it is the ability to do some pretty awesome things, like, like we just saw with Peter and John, do some powerful things in the name of Jesus. Uh, thank you, Lord. Uh, notice that, they, they, that Peter was not speaking in his own name when he commanded that man to get up. Amen. He wasn't doing that in his own name, guys. He, he said in the name of Jesus, you see. And so uh, the only way that you can operate in this authority is, is obviously, it goes without saying, in the name of Jesus. Now, uh, the Bible says, um, well, you'll, the, the power that we receive, this ability that we receive, the supernatural ability, we access it obviously by faith. Amen. Now, what the Bible says is that faith worketh by love. But guys, we just have a way of, of turning everything into kind of a performance thing because there's a lot of people who think, well, that means faith works by how much I love God. But remember, in this new covenant, it's, it's us receiving his love first. In other words, Jesus said uh, that you love one another even as I have loved you. And so what this is saying is that faith works by how much you receive the love of God, by how much you believe that God loves you. And so in the same way, the power of the Holy Ghost operates through the love of God. I want you to understand. Uh, and, and one of the first things the Holy Spirit does is he deposits the supernatural love of God in our hearts. Look at Romans 5, 5. He says in verse 5, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So the Holy Ghost sheds the love of God abroad in your heart. Uh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You see, that's where the boldness and the confidence comes from. and It comes from that place of, of knowing that you're operating in, in His love. And, 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 and because you're receiving His love in your heart, now His power can flow out through you. You see? And so when Peter said to that man, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk, well, the motivation behind that was the love of God. The love of God. Remember the Bible says in, in 1 Corinthians 13, uh, he says, Now remaineth faith, hope, and love. The greatest one is love. The greatest one of these three is love. Now that's talking about love being the greatest motivator. That love should always be the motivation for all of the spiritual gifts. And so the motivation behind what Peter did was, was the love of God. You see, God, guys, loves people so much that he wants them healed, delivered, set free. And it was that love that was the motivation behind Peter now operating in his, in his authority and commanding glory to God, that man in the name of Jesus, to get up. And he was healed miraculously, guys. You see, the ability to love supernaturally is, is when you love not only that which is lovely, 
<laughs> Sometimes the, the body of Christ has an issue with, with their love walk because we, we're not depending on the supernatural love that comes through the Holy Spirit. But we're trying to love in our own strength, you see. The Holy Ghost supplies you with supernatural love. Supernatural ability to love. Benefit number nine. Now, I'm out of time pretty much, guys, but if, if you will bear with me, uh, I want to ask you maybe for another five minutes. Can I have another five minutes to finish this off tonight? Amen. Uh, five more minutes. I, I, I trust you guys are okay with that. Uh, benefit number 10. Let's finish this off here tonight. Benefit number 10. Uh, go to Acts chapter 6, uh, verse 5, and then Acts 7, 54. Acts chapter 6, verse 5, and then Acts uh, 7, 54. Uh, benefit number number 10 is is this it is we become more like Jesus as a result of you praying in your heavenly language receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit you become more Christ-like and that's what happened here with uh, Stephen I want to look at this example of uh, Stephen and it's pretty awesome what took place here guys look at uh, Verse 5 here, Act 6, verse 5 says, And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen. Now watch this, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. And so Stephen was full of faith, and, and he was filled with the Holy Ghost. And he says in Philip and uh, Prochorus and uh, Nicanor and, and, and Timon, and Paranias and, and Nicholas and all these other guys, they chose all these, these people, amen, Let's zero in on Stephen, where the Bible says he was full of faith and he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Now look what happened here in Acts chapter 7, verse 54. Someone says, Alex, was he praying in the Holy Ghost? Well, guys, the implication is always when the Bible talks about, the New Testament talks about somebody being full of the Holy Ghost or filled with the Holy Spirit, the implication is that, yes, they also prayed in other tongues. And so he was filled with the Spirit, praying in, in other tongues, and watch what happened here. He ended up uh, preaching this sermon to all these religious uh, leaders in uh, chapter 7. And, and uh, as a result, he, he, he got persecuted. And, of course, Stephen was, is, is known as the first martyr uh, of, of the church. But I, I want you to see what happened here, guys. And, and I want you to see how much he, he was like Jesus as a result of what the Holy Spirit did. In him, look at this. Acts chapter seven, fifty-four, verse fifty-four uh, says, "When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth." Now look at verse fifty-five. But he, Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, glory to God. In the midst of this persecution, again earlier the disciples were hiding out for fear of persecution. Look how Stephen responded in this persecution that he was experiencing. He says, but he, being full of the Holy Ghost, he looked up steadfastly into heaven and he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. He had a vision. And, and, and now, now he says, Jesus was standing on the right hand of God. Of course, we know that Jesus is, is seated at the right hand of the Father. Now, why did, did Stephen have a vision of him standing? There's different interpretations, different ways uh, that we can look at it. Now, it was praying about this today and seeking the Lord. And, and what I believe is, is that what, what Stephen had here, he had a vision 
of 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 the second coming. You know, the other way that we can look at this is, is that it was kind of symbolic that Jesus was standing with him, but I believe he had a vision, <laughs> glory to God, of, of the second coming, where Jesus stands. Well, he, he stands up because he's about to come. Amen. So Jesus stands at the right hand of the Father because he's about to he's about to come. Alex, why do you say that? Well, look at verse 56. Verse 56 and, and, and he said, Stephen said, he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened. You see, why would he say, I see the heavens opened? And the first time that expression is used, the heavens opened, uh, was when, when Jesus was, was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And, 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 and what I believe, and guys, I could be wrong. This is really just uh, something that I just, I've, I kind of felt this is what the Spirit was speaking to me here today is that the, the heavens opening is, is literally referring to to him having a vision glory to God of the second coming you know he's, 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 he's seeing the future he's he's seeing he said in there in the verse earlier I see the glory of God and so he sees the heavens opening the glory of God Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father but uh, look at verse 57 this is what I really want to zero in on here and and then this is how they responded these guys were not happy about that guys Verse 57 says, Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and stooped their ears uh, and, and they ran upon him with one accord. 56, 58, And they cast him out of the city and they stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. Saul was, was witnessing this. Of course, Saul later became Paul. Verse 59, Watch this, guys. This man is being stoned. And look how he, how he responds here. Verse 59 says, And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Verse 60 says, And he kneeled down and he cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Now I want you to see how Stephen responded to this persecution. And I want you to see how, how much that resembles Jesus being crucified, where he said, in the midst of the crucifixion, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And I submit to you that Stephen, responding in this way, I mean, guys, he was being stoned to death. In the midst of being stoned to death, he says, Father, don't lay this sin to their charge. It's like Jesus saying, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And what I submit to you guys is that this is not something that is possible. You know, Stephen was not just a nice guy, guys. The Bible says he was full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. So what I'm submitting to you is as a result of him being filled with the Spirit, that was, that was the reason he was able to handle this situation like this. In other words, he became more Christ-like. And so I want you to understand, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, you start utilizing this tremendous grace gift of, of praying in other tongues. Not only are you going to have the supernatural ability to love, you're going to find yourself responding in situations in ways where man you're like whoa uh, what happened man I, I, I didn't even get upset <laughs> um, that's not something that's humanly possible 
that happens as a result of you being filled with the Spirit and the Spirit working on the inside of you. You activating the power of the Holy Spirit through praying in your heavenly language. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. And I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.